Welcome to Walking in Greatness. We are an inspirational show where we want to empower, inspire, and encourage women to walk in their purpose. Each week we have a different guest who will share their story so that you're able to connect and find someone who will help push you into your purpose. Welcome to Walking in Greatness. We are an inspirational show where we want to empower, inspire, and encourage women to walk in their purpose. Each week, we have a different guest who will share their story so that you're able to connect and find someone who will help push you into your purpose. For our first show, I would like to welcome Teller Bates, my co-worker. Teller Bates, how are you doing today? I'm good, thank you. All right. Taylor, before we begin your story, I could just have you just introduce yourself just a little bit so the audience know how to connect with you. Yeah, definitely. Um, my name's Taylor. I am born, um, I would say I'm born in Indianapolis, but I'm from Indianapolis. Um, moved here my sophomore year of high school, and I am married to Jesse. We've been married for nine years. Together, overall 13. I'm a mom to three boys, 10, 6, and 4. They keep me busy in probably the best way possible. Um, my husband and I met at Starbucks. Uh, both were same store, different shifts. Um, yeah, we've been together ever since. Awesome. Awesome. So tell her, um, do you feel right now that you're walking in your purpose? I think walking into this new role, I have just felt an overwhelming sense of God's presence around me. Um I think it's shown me that this is what God's called me to do with being in kids ministry and walking with families. I'm really good at loving people intentionally. And this has allowed me to do that in many different um, areas with the parents or loving the kids and just loving them right where they're at. Okay. So you're a kids minister, newly hired kids minister for the church of 1122 yes. campus. Yes. That is so exciting. Um, so what does this new walk look like look like for you in your life? How do you feel like it's going to push you into the purpose that God has called for you? That's a great question. Um, I think it pushes me. It's more of a leadership role. Um, the discipleship of other people is very much present in this. It gets me the ability, like I said, to love families intentionally, which is something that I have always been told that I'm really good at. Um, and it gets me the opportunity with not growing up in a church. Um, I get to be that person for somebody else to learn about God and enjoy coming to church. And the fact that I get to do this is incredibly rewarding. So you have you been in church all of your life? I, my parents put my sister and I in church, I think for like the gold star. Um, it was great. We got to be in there with the neighbor kids and we played the bells and we were in the choir. And it wasn't until we were probably till I was maybe 11 or 12. And then obviously time went on and I got back into the church once I met my husband and um, he brought me into the church that he was involved in at the time. And yeah, the Holy Spirit did its job. Awesome. Awesome. <laughs> so what would you think would be the most important thing that inspired you to be a kids minister? Um, inspired me the most to be a kids minister. I think just thinking of younger me and 
not really knowing the Bible and walking into church and not really having it click for me. And now being a grown up, um, just loving to get to teach kids about the Lord and mom and dad may not know anything about Jesus, but if the kid knows just like a tiny nugget and getting to love on them and teach them little small parts of it. Um, I don't know. I think it's just inner child. Me is like, I feel like if we had this, when we were a kid, things would have been completely different. So in essence, you want to be for the younger kids, what you wish you had in your life. Oh, for sure. A hundred percent. Awesome. Yeah. So have you always felt like you were equipped for this new walk? No, because <laughs> we have a lot of Not people that's going to be watching our show who feels like that God has called them to do something, but they yeah. don't feel like they are equipped to do it. Yeah. So what we want to do is encourage them that if God has placed that in your life and gave you that calling, he will e- equip you. You just have to walk out mm-hmm. on faith. Oh, yeah. So what would you think? What would be what would you say was the thing that helped you to just go out into the and walk into this new calling, even though you weren't quick for it. Right. Um, well, first, a lot of heavy prayers. Um, just praying for clarity um, and to step out and be bold and do the hard thing. Um, Pastor Joby actually did a sermon where he was praying. He um, he was talking about like pray, guess, and go. And you may not know what hangs in the balance of just putting your yes on the table. And that night I was um, at church with my dad and going to the sermon and going to the altar. And then my husband praying for me and then coming back and my dad just saying, you just need to do it. And having that encouraging circle around you, even they just lift you up and they, they, are lights around you when you're not really sure and they can speak life into when the whispers come in or the doubts. Um, I've been very lucky through this whole process to have people that really intentionally pray for me and over me and pour into me. Okay. So you, you're saying that you may hear whispers of um, discouragement Mm -hmm. and whispers of you're not equipped to do this. But it's important to have other people in your life that can speak hope and speak promise and keep you focused on where you're going. Oh, yeah. I mean, I think just having a good group of people who speak life into you, because I mean, life is really hard and the enemy would want nothing more for you to walk in the doubts alone and be isolated. And just having those people that are like, oh, no, 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 you you can do this and um, just lift you up. Point you back to Jesus. Amen. (laughs) So what advice would you give someone who feels called to do something, but lack the courage? Prayer. (laughs) I think just speaking from my own journey, just it's required me to rely heavily on prayer. Um, I would seek out like, if you have somebody that you work with that you look up to as a mentor, just having that, um, that wisdom from somebody else that's kind of walked a little bit farther along it and whatever that may look like, um, they can teach you along the way. So would you say it's always easy to balance, um, 
especially working in ministry because you now are full-time ministry, mm-hmm. working in ministry, having a family, and it just don't have to be ministry, but working full-time, being a mom, being right. a wife. Right. What would you say you would need to do to make sure you maintain balance so you don't get overwhelmed? I think being really intentional with your time in your day. I, I have found having pockets of things to do for myself really helps in the balance where you don't get overwhelmed, where you can just kind of disconnect. Um, I know here we Sabbath. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so that's important. And walking into this um, role with being full time, which is a first for me really ever um, that's required my husband and I to really be super focused on having clear communication and knowing when to rest so that we're not getting burnout or overwhelmed or um, anything like that. Cause with both of us and then three boys with three separate schedules, it's very easy. So it sounds like you're saying that you have to make sure that you are doing self care. Oh yeah. What are, what are some things that you find um, that you just get on to do to take care of Taylor? Taylor. I never thought I would be a morning person until I hit my 30s. <laughs> and uh, just going and being alone and just have some music, some coffee. Um, I was really into a devotional at the time when I was doing it and just really absorbing the peace and the stillness has been super fulfilling for me. And just spending time with friends who can really in the midst of, cause you can get on like, I don't know, just a constant, just the ins and outs of life. And then just taking a break to be with people to have intentional quality time, a good belly laugh. (laughs) Laughing is always good. Sometimes I feel um, like sometimes I just have to have some alone time because um, we're around people all the time at work. For sure. Around people, we work at a church, so we're around people all the time doing church service. So sometimes it helps me to just pull away, be by myself, and do just. We have a hot tub, like sit in the hot tub. <laughs> yeah. Just some me time, yeah. which helps me um, focus. So is there anything that you do just that for Taylor, just by yourself, not with other people? I have been getting into reading, which is kind of funny because high school me would have cringed because I was not a reader at all. And I think it was last year when we were going around the table talking about what are some great books that you had read in 2022. And I was panicking because I was not a reader at the time. I'm like, oh my gosh, book, 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 book. And I think I said the five love languages, which I've read a couple of times since being in high school and stuff. But yeah, I've really grown to enjoy reading. So for a, a woman who is trying to find her purpose, is there any book that you would recommend that she reads? Oh, man. Five Love Languages is, is a good book. Yeah. But that's more of a relationship. For one. sure. Um, you haven't read anyone lately that just comes to mind? I mean, uh, oh, man. I can't think of one right now. Okay. So we'll come back to that. Yeah. Think of one Because we definitely want to make sure that we're giving people tools. For sure. Um, to continue 
uh, being obedient because a call is being obedient, saying yes to the Lord, Absolutely. even though you may not feel like um, you have the tools to do it. So we want to inspire and empower people yeah. to do that walk. So what would you say, who has been your biggest inspiration and why? My biggest inspiration. Does it matter if they're alive or not? No. Does not matter. It does not Okay. Matter. I would say my mama and papa, um, they're both now passed. I lived with them when I was about three or four years old and I lived with them on and off. Probably, I don't even know for how long. Um, but they were my biggest inspiration because they were both deacons at their church in their small town. Um, they were very family driven. My papa loved the Lord. He loved telling people about the Lord anytime he could. And just, I think he's probably where I get the um, wanting to love people really well and meeting them right where they are and just being like a comfort friend for people. Um, I get that from him. And I always laugh because they wrote, they, um, raised three boys and they never got a chance to meet my three kids. And so I always get a chuckle thinking they're up in heaven, just laughing, going, okay, you get it now with the three boys. <laughs> but yeah, I, I would say they would be my biggest inspiration for sure. Okay. Yeah. And who would you say are Mitch is your, your most, um, the person in ministry or career-wise who has had the biggest influence on your life? The person that has probably had the biggest influence on my life um, in ministry would be Nikki Archella. Um, I think from a kid's ministry standpoint, she has been in it for a very long time. And just the tools that she has under her belt with knowing what kids ministry looks like as a kid's minister versus my previous role. Um, she just, she's super confident and she loves people well and, um, just getting the opportunity to work underneath her and seeing how she leads people. Um, and she's super authentic, which I love about her. (laughs) So tell us one unique thing about yourself. One unique thing about myself. Oh man, I always say that uh, I used to play the violin when I was in middle school. I was the second seat violin, which my dad would kick when I quit playing the violin. He's like, you could have been so great. You had no idea. But being in eighth grade, I remember thinking this is so dorky, (laughs) but I loved it. I could play Beethoven, the Simpsons, a Harry Potter theme song, like, I enjoyed it when I was younger. (laughs) So do you have any hobbies now that you enjoy? Um, I'm really into plants right now. And I used to have a black thumb, but I kind of forced myself to have a hobby. I'm also trying to get into sourdough bread making, which is kind of (laughs) random. but (laughs) That's funny because a couple of weeks ago, one of the classes I was taking... Um, they came up with a recipe for sourdough and we put it in a jar and we were supposed to feed it. (laughs) And I think it was every two days you had to feed it. And I forgot it was like a week. So I just threw it away. So um, that's interesting that you have that in common with me. Oh yeah. I wasn't very successful at it. I don't even know if I like sourdough bread. So 
I'm not too disappointed about it. Right. How long would you say it takes for the sourdough bread? Because it might be someone who might be interested in doing oh, it. How long does it take to finish feeding it and it growing? Um, I would probably say if you're starting to make your own starter, you're looking at maybe a week and a half because it's constant of like what you're saying. You feed it um, like a cup of the bread flour and a cup of water. And then the next day you have to take some out and then you replenish it. It, if you are not patient, I would not recommend sourdough because it requires a lot of patience as and even once your starter is built and matured, um, the process of baking it and all of that, it's a process. It seemed like a process. So it what I did is. was went to Walmart and brought me a loaf. <laughs> and I was done with that. I'm like, look, I made this. <laughs> so what would you say, Taylor, is the one thing that has been consistent in your life? One thing that has been consistent in my life, I think my positive attitude. Um, I have had a lot of things happen in my life from loss, depression, many things. Um, I think just remaining positive and that tomorrow's a new day and tomorrow will bring what tomorrow brings and what happens today won't may not trail into tomorrow and just trying to remain, um, remain in that, I guess. Okay. Yeah. All right. And so if you would say how you want it to be remembered. So Teller's gone and you want everybody to say, I remember Teller for this. What would that one thing be? <laughs> Probably. Yeah. I made people feel um, seen and I made them feel if I was that like loyal I can come with you to you with all of my baggage and everything else. And you still love me and are encouraging and just that constant loyal friend for people. Um, if I made them feel warm and invited in regardless of their walk or circumstance or whatever, but if I just impacted them, um, even in a small moment, I think that would be good. And why is that so important to you? I think with being younger, um, my dad, when we would leave to go to school, he would always say, make somebody else's day. And I think that's just been something that's been burned into my brain that when I encounter people, I just go into it with that mentality of how I can make somebody else's day better, brighten their day <laughs> in a way. Right. And that's important because a lot of times you'll go places and it's people always like grumpy. and Oh, yeah. Um, sad and so people are looking for some positive influence in their life yeah is there anyone who has been positive that helped you see that this is something that is needed in america like somebody that's been positive towards me right um i would probably say my sister-in-law uh she has walked with me through all of the ins and outs um, things that I've gone through mm -hmm. and, um, yeah, I think she's just loved me well through it. <laughs> That's good. That's good. Yeah. So how are you enjoying your job so far? So far? I like it a lot. I like it a lot. It's, I knew walking into it, um, 
for the most part, what it entailed. My previous role was similar to what it entailed. My previous role was similar to a degree. This requires a lot more um, leadership. I'm the person in the kids space that a lot of people are looking for, which has been an adjustment, but a good adjustment. And it's been really, really fun. And to get to know the people that serve and love on our kids um, every week has been really cool. So how big is your team that you have? That for both services, I would say probably about 40 to 42, give or take. And that is including adults and students that help. Okay. Yeah. So is there anything special about the program that you have that would help families? Um, I mean, we keep it fun. We just started a new curriculum that is great because it'll, it, knowing about it now, it makes me think of younger me with not growing up in the church. And this curriculum is super inviting for everybody. You don't have to have a super extensive church background. You could be somebody like younger me who didn't know anything. And you, it gives you a sense of community, which I think with kids is super important. And they get that adult interaction of people who are excited to teach them about the gospel and just super loving on those kids. And is there anybody that you feel like you are raising up to be the next kids minister? Oh man, I haven't even thought about that. I think I'm still, I've got somebody who is, um, her name's Ashley. She's been in my role now. Um, I think just pouring into her and teaching her what I've known or have been taught along the way. Um, she's had a good big heart for kids ministry. I think she'll be great. I think so too. Yeah. I know Ashley. Yeah. So Taylor, what can you tell us? Is in, is there anything that you want to share with um, someone who you want to pour into from the audience? I mean, you never know who's listening. A question I may not have asked. Is mm-hmm. there anything that you want to share? Um, I mean, I know we didn't talk about it a whole lot, but I would probably say just thinking of the loss that I dealt with, with my sister. Um, I think loss really, for me, it made me almost mad at God at the beginning, but I was very new in my walk with the Lord. And um, just knowing and knowing that God is good and he's not, I never understood when my sister did die. um, I was like, if God is who he says he is, then why did this happen? And just pouring into someone and saying that we are not meant to understand on this side of heaven and that he is a good father and he does love us and we may not understand, but just having peace and knowing that. And that's something that I walked through at the beginning of my grief because I was still very, very new. Um, I don't know. I think life is really hard and just being relatable um, in see, uh, seasons of your life where it wasn't so great. And I'm sure there's many oh yeah <laughs> going to be watching this show that feel the same way. But sometimes it's not that easy to just pull out of that. I'm mad at God because this happened. Was there one thing that helped you get past being mad at God? There, um, I had a coworker. Her mom was my son's VBK teacher. 
And every year she has um, what we call 1122 one mores. And um, that year I was her one more family. And so she had invited us to church and it was a sermon that was preached by a pastor who I had seen when I first started going to church with Jesse. And um, he walked out and he preached a sermon about how life is really, really hard. And um, the enemy will throw anything at you to have you turn your back and be like, oh, no, I will figure this out. Thank you. I've got it from here. Um, and you can feel really lost when, Hey, I know you're mad at me and I know you don't feel like I'm here, but I've been here this whole time. I just need you to turn back around. And after that sermon and having a really hardened heart at that time through my whole grief process, I think the Holy spirit, I mean, I was changed from that whole sermon. That's awesome. And so if someone says, Taylor, I relate to you. I would love to share my story with you. Is there a way that they can find you? Are you on Facebook? Um, because it can open up a discipleship opportunity for sure for someone. Um, can you tell the audience what your Facebook um, page says? Or um, If you search me on Facebook, my name is Taylor Bates. You'll find me there. Um, I'm on Instagram as at t.bates with three S's. Instagram wouldn't let me take my regular name, so I had to be extra. <laughs> All right, Tella, thank you so much for being my very first guest on this show. It was a privilege of having you here, and we want our audience to reach out to you if they can. Yeah. Thank you so much, and we will see you all the next time. Yeah.